Guys, what is up? <clears throat> Obviously, I have to wait a few minutes and start watching the numbers roll in, but I hope... <coughs> Sorry. Something's in my throat. But uh, I have faith that you're there watching, all four of you. So thank you. My mic is out of whack. There's, We're just... We're flying by the seat of our pants today. And, I mean, that's just what this really is, isn't it? It's always just flying by the seat of our pants because I just hit live stream on a website and then I talk at you and people watch it, which is kind of just a weird, just a weird thing in general. But guys, a lot has been going on. Justin Trudeau backpedaled on his emergency use act or, um, yeah, and uh, Russia is invading the Ukraine, so I feel like that's basically the two big things that we need to talk about, right? Um, now, I would say uh, there are a lot of theories as to why Justin Trudeau is uh, no longer doing his emergency, uh, is no longer doing his emergency powers. Now, we're going to watch him talk about what he said. Uh, shortly but first i just want to remind you guys if you can to my six viewers could you please like this video share this video on your facebook pages um if you're on youtube just like the video if you are on twitter retweet it i mean no one's on twitter for me but retweet it if if you if that's how you're watching this um Please follow me on Instagram at bro. Here's the thing. And, uh, Twitter is at devastator 48. Sorry. I lost my train of thought there for a second. Guys, <clears throat> we're going to get right to Justin and I know it's tough. I don't like, I don't want to watch it either, but it is what it is here. I'll make him small. He's, he's floating on the screen over here. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, that, that, that will ease us into it. So guys like comment, share, please. And today, after careful consideration, we're ready to confirm that the situation is no longer an emergency. Therefore, the federal government will be ending the use of the emergencies act. We are confident that existing laws and bylaws are now sufficient to keep people safe. I am really, really hoping that uh, our truckers, our tough, durable truckers, will put this um, to the test 
and that they will go back now and and see what he does see if he brings them back see if he brings back the emergency powers again i dare him because it was so politically disadvantaged dis disadvantages just you know the word i'm going for it was so politically bad for him <clears throat> to do this that he had to now there are other reasons at play here as to why he would have done this i have a theory i got it from an article that we're going to look at uh because well it's a good article cliff sent it to me and that's how i get all my information is by people sending me stuff so gentlemen ladies on facebook please if you see something send it to me on facebook just because I'm not checking everything doesn't mean I'm not checking, you know? So, we are going to keep listening to him. Of course, we'll continue to be there to support provincial and local authorities if and when needed. He's always got this, like, and we'll be there. Why, why does he do that? We'll be there. If and when, by the way. So, when they're needed, not if. And I want to reassure Canadians. Law enforcement agencies are prepared to deal with anyone engaging in unlawful or dangerous activities. Police officers will continue to be there to protect our streets and neighborhoods within their jurisdictions. Oh, he is hard to listen to, isn't he? It is really bad. Like, he is really hard to listen to. Now, guys, just with him ending this, we do think we're going to catch a break, and we never do, but let's keep going. We're going to close that one. Now we're going to bring up this article that I want to look at with you guys. So... It's from, I'm having a rough night right now. I, it is from armstrongeconomics.com. This is following the announcement that he ended his emergency act. <sighs> it says Trudeau backs down after banks scream about massive withdrawals. Now it's got a tweet from Justin. When we invert the, invoked the Emergencies Act on Monday of last week, we had three principles in mind. Restoring peace and order. Making sure the measures were proportionate and compliant with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which they weren't. And making sure it was time-limited. You never brought that up. That is, that is the first I'm hearing about you having a time limit on it. Today, after careful consideration, we're ending the use of the Emergencies Act. Existing laws and local enforcement authorities can keep people safe and will continue being there to support provincial and local authorities to protect Canadians. So, check this out. Now, obviously, I don't know this website, and <clears throat> there's something to be said about not revealing your sources in an article, but I will point out that it, the very first sentence of this article does say, based upon reliable sources, which, you know. Oh, there's a show on CNN called Reliable Sources, you know. 
So, Trudeau has been forced to abandon his emergency act as a staggering amount of money has fled Canadian banks. Canadians have moved accounts to the United States by the tens of thousands following Trudeau's freezing bank accounts without a court order, which has even included credit cards. Canadians began withdrawing all of their money from their bank accounts, with most turning to cash, others to gold, and some to Bitcoin. (coughs) The demand for U.S. dollars more than tripled in the past week. The sheer amount of money withdrawals from Canadian banks was massive. There appears to have been a 500% increase just in the previous 24 hours. This is the problem with politicians. They're simply unqualified to make such decisions. They have no idea that freezing accounts will undermine the confidence in the banking system. This is a really, really good point. Um. <laughs> oh, hello. I finally got some comments. I'm just here to see what one of the other quitters is up to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a quitter. It's all good. <laughs> and Phoebe says hello. Hello, Phoebe. Um, oh. So, moving on. Speaking of quitting i just got my severance package as a pay stub so it will be in my bank account tonight i guess so that's fun and exciting anyway trudeau has created a very serious crisis and just rescinding his emergency act is not going to make it all better trudeau has driven a stake through the heart of the canadian economy and that means that international capital will be skeptical about trusting Canada as long as Trudeau is in power. We can see that our computer picked this week as the directional change, so Trudeau is so Trudeau backing down was on target. However, note that volatility rises building into the end of March. This is what I am talking about. Our model is suggesting that this is not simply going to return to normal. Yeah, no, so that's interesting, and they're, they're talking about some banking stuff, and I'm, I can't really comment on, on that very much. But <clears throat> Oh, um, I'm going to put the comment up. Derek says to me, I'm not judging. I'm going to take my severance, too. Well, yeah, I mean, now we all kind of have to anyway, right? But um, it is what it is, man. Life goes on, you know, um can't uh we can't just sit around waiting for them to change their minds because they're not going to change their minds they're not it's over the ceo of atco is not going to change her mind she wants a completely vaccinated workforce and she would take it wherever she needs to go to get it done she would go the distance in anything Um, I'm being asked, do you think your old employer will backtrack and try to rehire you dirty anti-vaxxers to save face? I do not. They just won in our arbitration quite handedly. The 
the unions walked in and they got slapped in the face, basically, and told that there was nothing that was going to change the arbitrator's mind. That it was already made up. So, that sucks. So anyway, um, so I, I have a theory about Justin and I've talked about this a lot, but I think he still thinks that he's going to be in control here indefinitely. And what I see happening and this more like this confirms it for me, this emboldens my idea. I really think that the elites who pull the strings behind the scene, I think they've turned their back on Justin Trudeau and they no longer are supporting him, but he doesn't know that they're lining him up to take the fall and look like the worst prime minister ever. Now, obviously I believe that he's the worst prime minister ever. I mean, I don't, the one he's the worst one I've um, I'm alive to remember that's for sure uh, but it does seem like they're setting him up to take the fall now think about this read that banking article think about what's going to happen if Pierre Polyev wins the conservative nomination which I can't see him not he is extremely popular he is 100% the most popular conservative I, I well I'm not I shouldn't say 100% but I can't I I don't know I don't know about sheer numbers um but I believe what they're going to do is they're going to transition to the conservative party and it will feel like we're getting a break but they will just be moving the goalposts slower because they're all a bunch of globalists so I will still be voting for the People's Party of Canada. I will not be voting for Dane Lloyd in my area. Because I can't, in good conscience. Just like Brian Jean the other day. This is just a little side note. He posted about how he's never been at the World Economic Forum. He doesn't... He's not into any of that stuff, and... He's never been to Bilderberg or any of that, and he rejects all that. That's really cool, but I still can't vote for the UCP, even if Brian Jean would be awesome, which I don't know if he would. But even if he would be awesome, I cannot vote for the MLA in my area, Searle. He had me removed from his Facebook page. (laughs) Look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say I wasn't provocative on there, but I just think it's a little, you know, <sighs> a, little, a little, a little aggressive to get rid of one of your constituents, constituents. Um, Phoebe's saying that the UCP is corrupt and that is true. The UCP is corrupt, um, but they're all corrupt. There are really interesting things going on behind the scenes with some of the candidates. Now, like I can't, I'm privy to some information, not much. It's not like super special or anything, but I wouldn't want to get anyone in trouble. So I can't really talk about it. Now, 
having a rough night with just staying on track. But yeah, the theory is that they're gonna put in, they're gonna put in Pierre Polyev, and then they're gonna reject, they're gonna let Justin look like the worst guy ever. That's the plan, in my in my opinion. Now, I've got some stuff about the Russian invasion. We're just gonna watch the five from Fox. Um, because it gives a really good rundown of what happened. So let's bring that bad boy out. Um, do we want to make it... Yeah, we'll go like that, I think, for now. Less chance of the algorithms picking it up. Anyway, let's see what they have to say. Russia launching an all-out invasion on Ukraine, battering the country from land, air, and sea. That scene from earlier today. Vladimir Putin ordering airstrikes on cities and military bases, sending in tanks and troops from three different directions. The Russian invasion so far has killed nearly 60 people, with that number set to rise. And a U.S. official warning Russia's goal is to decapitate the Ukrainian government and says what we are seeing now is the first strike of many to come. Ukrainians are fighting back. Trey Yanks is reporting live from the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. Good morning. Dana, good afternoon. The Russian offensive against Ukraine continues at this hour. We are seeing reports of renewed fighting and clashes in a number of different locations. Today, just outside the capital of Kyiv, there was a back and forth between Russian and Ukrainian forces. The Russians brought in attack helicopters, taking over a strategic airfield. We are learning this evening, according to the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense, that airfield has been recaptured by Ukrainian forces. That was not the case in other parts of the country, including the north, where in the Chernobyl region, Russian troops crossed over from Belarus, and they were able to advance against Ukrainian forces and take over that position. In the eastern part of the country, there is still fighting, but it is uh, in different pockets across the Donetsk and Luhansk regions, these are the separatist-controlled areas of eastern Ukraine that were used as part of this offensive as President Putin ordered an invasion across the entire country. And then in the south, Russian forces worked their way up through. Now, we've got a comment in the, in the chat. I'm going to read it for the listening audience. It says, I'm not going to lie. I'm confused as to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Is this another distraction? Yes, a bad one, but there seems to be more to this than what MSM reports. I have no trust in anything. I mean, listen, of course it's more than what MSM reports. <sighs> it has to be. Now, can I be honest with you? My take on the Russia invasion, I didn't think it was ever going to actually happen. Not because I don't think Putin's capable of it. But because I just thought that it was actually nonsense to distract us, to give us all an enemy to fight, I didn't actually think that Russia was going to invade the Ukraine anytime soon. It just seemed like something that everyone was warning about that wasn't real. And keep in mind, um, the Ukraine is a pretty has a pretty rough political structure there as well um there are no good guys in this russia's not the good guy the ukraine's not the good guy canada helping one side or the other isn't the good guy the u.s helping one side or the other isn't a good guy so <clears throat> it's all 
it's all contrived in my opinion and um yeah don't uh don't cheer for anybody you know that's what i would say not a big fan anyway let's uh let's carry on crimea trying to make basically what will look like a land bridge so that they can hit the capital of kiev from a number of different angles if they do indeed launch that larger invasion to try to uh, basically take the capital and make sure that it does not have any support from the other Ukrainian troops who are still operating within the country. Dana? Trey, we have some questions for you. Um, we know you've been working all day and are very trying conditions, so we thank you for being with us on The Five. I'll, take it, I'll kick it over to Jesse Waters first. Hey, Trey. The vibe right now in the capital, it's got to be like being at the Alamo. You know, you know you're going to be surrounded and you're outnumbered. What are people thinking? How are they feeling? Do people regret not leaving soon enough? Take us through it. We learned today from the interior minister that more than 10,000 weapons were given out to civilians who have pledged to stay here and fight. There's a real understanding that if these Russian forces are able to choke off the Ukrainian capital as they are suspected. Here's a good one. Um, I saw glimpses of Putin supposedly stating that he told the World Economic Forum and the one world government to get lost. So if that is true, the U.S., Canada, U.N. may use this as an opportunity to take Putin out and put in a puppet. Now, that is like I Putin does say like very like Russian interest things and he speaks like that, but. Um, I played a video on a previous episode of Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum talking about uh, people he has instilled in leadership or like, or sorry, um, not instilled, um, installed is a better word, installed <laughs> in in leadership. And uh, and one of the names that he brought up was was Putin and Markle, and he was talking about them like they're older. So, at least at some point in his life, Putin Putin has been involved with the World Economic Forum, according to Klaus Schwab. But I don't know. Like this does make sense to me that if uh, they all hate him. If they all hate him, like if all these globalist elitists hate him and want to take him out, I mean, <clears throat> doesn't that, that, I mean, that kind of makes him look like the good guy to us. Now, I'm not saying he's a good guy because he's not. He does all those crazy dictator things like having hockey games where he scores 23 goals and he's the prime minister for 10 years. Then he's the president for 12 years, right? Because they got term limits on prime minister or whatever, vice versa. Right. But you know, so he's not a good guy, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they could definitely take it out. Uh, Oh, and look, this is a good comment as well. And I agree with this as well, Phoebe. She says, I think that Russia and Ukraine need to work this out for themselves. Canada and U.S. needs to stay out of this one. Now, what you'll see, though, is they're putting a big emphasis on Chernobyl because that was the nuclear reactor, and that's kind of a scary thing, right? So, 
She's going to mention Chernobyl here in this video. Expected to do in the coming days, this will turn into a more urban warfare situation, and you will see Ukrainian forces in somewhat of a guerrilla warfare format because they will have to try to protect the capital and the head of government. The concern that the Ukrainian military has at this hour is that what we saw last night and throughout the day today, the air raid sirens and strikes not only on the capital of Ukraine, but also the second largest city, Kharkiv, and other major Ukrainian uh, cities and population centers, is that they could launch more waves of attacks and it would ultimately overwhelm the forces that are outside in these different military locations. So if the fight does come into the city, it will look very different. It will be far bloodier and that death toll will certainly rise. Jesse. Geraldo. Trey, great job. Uh, very courageous. You and the rest of our mates over there. Geraldo. Wish I was standing shoulder to shoulder with you. Uh, you know, you're experienced enough to get the vibe are the Ukrainians determined to fight this out? Are they going to fight to the death? Are they really going to, you know, put it all out there right now? Or will they fold in the face of uh, the overwhelming superiority of Russian arms? They are determined to fight it out. But we are getting some new information this hour that's really important when you think about their chances fighting the Russian military, Ukraine's armed forces believe that more than 60 Russian tactical battalion groups have been used in this fight so far. We're talking about 30,000 to 60,000 troops. Remember, there are nearly 200,000 Russian soldiers along Ukraine's border. That is true. Putin did. <clears throat> Sorry, another comment here. Russia made evangelizing illegal in 2016 for true Christians. He made aspects of evangelism illegal, that's for sure. Uh, like, I think going door to door, right? So basically, he he kiboshed Jehovah Witnesses being able to go door to door, that's for sure. Something like that. Um, but yeah, no, like, so he's not a good guy. Let's make that clear. <coughs> I think everyone agrees that he's not a good guy, right? Laura says, what is the obsession with Ukraine... That U.S. Canada is more concerned with their democracy and border than ours. Yeah, I mean, talking about defending the, the, the democracy of other countries when you live in Canada, when you're the Prime Minister of Canada right now? Come on, guys. It doesn't make any sense. And I mean, well, that that's the thing. Everything that Canada does, everything that our government does doesn't make sense because it's agenda-driven, not common-sense-driven. Right? And so that's... it's. We shouldn't be shocked anymore um, because if you just assume the worst of your government, you'll never be disappointed. And that's my new slogan. Oh, I already put that one up. Um, yeah, that's a good point. She says, Laura says, we saw militarized police beat and trample Canadian citizens, but NATO says nothing. Well, yeah, that's because it's Canada. And Phoebe says, Trump had Putin on a short leash and Biden went and screwed it up by removing the sanctions. Stupid, stupid man. So, keep in mind, Biden not actually making any decisions behind the scenes. Two... The people that did it are not stupid. It's deliberate, right? 
think about it as like a grand orchestra that they're trying to make everything fall into place now keep that in mind there have been some hiccups for these people a lot i think they underestimate things and they don't account for things like the trucker convoy and stuff like that but they are running a pretty well-oiled machine so there you go it's brutal anyway uh do we want to listen to this whole thing let's get an update on the chernobyl stuff i think how does that sound guys okay it sounds good the Ukrainians are saying that the Chernobyl plant is now in the hands of the Russians. I'm joined by our security and defence editor, Deborah Haynes. So, um, highly significant for many reasons, not least that it's not far from here. Yes, I mean, that's the, the thing that people have been most fixated on in terms of Chernobyl. Um, it's on the border, obviously, Chernobyl. with Belarus to the north, but it's the shortest, most direct route to the capital. And we've had a as well as what you've just been talking about, an update from the UK's Ministry of Defence, their Defence Intelligence Agency, which is producing very unusually information um, because they obviously want to try and cut through uh, the disinformation that's, go that's out there. Uh, and they're saying that they believe that um, Russian forces are moving towards Kiev. Uh, so significant in the sense that it's been taken and it's close to here, but also just dangerous in the fact that it was the site of, um, you know, the worst, one of the worst um, man-made disasters in our time. Uh, and the, the Ukrainian president, uh, he took to Twitter to call out what was going on. There's been fighting there going on for a few hours. Um, he said that the, um, the occupation forces are trying to seize the plant. Um, he said that our defenders are giving their lives. So the tragedy of 1986 will not be repeated and he said that he's reported this to the Swedish Prime Minister and then that this is a declaration of war against the whole of Europe. So clearly it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a nuclear, it's a radioactive site. It's highly sensitive. The idea that you've got a war going on there is, is incredibly uncomfortable. Probably more uncomfortable right now in the short term is the idea that Russian troops seem to be moving towards the capital. That certainly seems to be what is happening. And more broadly, uh, Deborah, I mean, what is happening in this extraordinary, unprovoked attack on a sovereign state in Europe? What is, what, how, what are the, what is the state of play? Are the Ukrainians resisting? Yes, they are. I mean, we're about 13 hours into the invasion. You'll remember we were woken up to the sound of loud explosions uh, in the distance from here as key targets were taken out by the Russian military. We understand it was precision missile strikes as well as airstrikes going against command and control centres, so areas that would be used to command the Ukrainian armed forces and also Ukraine's air defence systems. That's significant because if the Russian military are able to uh, disable uh, Ukrainians' ability to shoot their aircraft out of the sky, it gives them that dominance uh, to be able to operate more freely in the airspace over here and obviously then strike against Ukrainian targets. Uh, at the same time, we've seen pictures, haven't we, of troops, tanks rolling across the border, not just in Belarus, not just from Belarus, rather, in the north, but also coming from Crimea, that peninsula that was annexed by Russia back in 2014. There's fighting in Kherson, which is uh, a large, uh, strategically important region that sits on the Black Sea. Uh, clashes going on right now down there. Um, and then at the same time as that... That is crazy footage. If you can't see it, 
There's just rows of tanks coming in, and, like, one of them has, like, what appears, I, I guess what it is, is just, like, rows of missiles mounted at the top of it. Honestly, it reminds me of the game Command and Conquer, and it's like, oh, you've got six normal tanks and one missile tank mixed into the mix. You know, it's just, it looks fake. It looks like a movie, um, and it's not. It's real life. We understand the Ukrainian military is putting up a strong resistance, but that there are heavy casualties on both sides, and we don't have the most recent numbers on that. But a huge, huge battle for this country is underway right now. And what we can say tonight is that this is a fully-fledged invasion of this country. And can we also say with the purpose... Were those COVID masks that the military was wearing there? I think it was. ...purpose of removing the wow. democratically elected government here. It certainly seems that that uh, has to be the intent. Um, it, this, this is not a limited incursion, which some people thought might be the most likely uh, outcome if President Putin did decide to go for the military option. Uh, the fact that they are striking north, east, south, across the country, multiple targets, going after, like I said, those command and control uh, centres. Also, there have been explosions that we've seen around power plants as well. Um, a, the, a, sort of a dam, uh, we've seen the military moving around there, which means uh, an intent to take control of critical national infrastructure. That is also incredibly important. If you want to cripple a government, if you want to bring a country to its knees, you don't just go after the military, you also go after the basic services, power, light, electricity, the internet. It's still working here at the moment. Um, but we can expect that to be impacted in the coming hours, maybe days. But this is happening incredibly quickly. The fact that you now... So what I understand, um, uh, and I don't know if that was in this video or the last one, but I missed it, but Chernobyl is on a direct road to the capital. It's like a very easy way for them to get to the capital, and so they've taken that already. I mean, <clears throat> it's a scary thought, but guys, I think it's important to understand that there are always going to be these things. There are always going to be these things. Now, and it always feels like we're going to get a break, right? But is that orchestrated? I don't know if it's completely orchestrated. I mean, they are an orchestra, like I just said, but the provinces are going to start ending mandates. Justin Trudeau is going to get more severe on us. Then he ends it, and he backs off. And then this happens with Russia and the Ukraine. And now all, all our countries are going to start sticking their business in, you know? And um, that's a worrisome thing. Anthony is in the comments. Hey, Anthony. He says the Ukraine is abundant in resources and allows for strategic positioning of Russia's military. Oh, okay, so someone was asking what they have to gain by getting, by getting the Ukraine. Um, that's what Anthony says. So thanks, Anthony. That's helpful. I don't, I, I imagine that's true. So guys, though, I think it's important to just understand that there is always going to be uncertainty in this world. There's always going to be some new problem coming up. The way that we fight this stuff Yes, the convoy was amazing. 
It was. It's an amazing thing. It's a global movement. Canada started it. It's amazing. Gets me excited. But, you know, my wife said something. Someone asked her, well, what do we do now? The other day in regard to something to do with this. Like, what now what are we supposed to do? It's a disaster, right? Um, they're going to shut us down. What's the next step? And my wife's response was, I am going to work in my home, raise my children, try and make disciples of the children and carry on every day. And that is what we're called to do. Yes. These big things are amazing, but fundamentally the first thing that we're supposed to do is keep living the way we're supposed to as believers. Now, if we are believers, right? Um, there are people that watch this that aren't Christians and I understand that, but I am a Christian. This is a Christian podcast and that's just how it is. So I'm going to read a Psalm today that I read this morning for my daily, my daily uh, Bible reading plan. And, um, I think we just need to take, take a minute to think prayerfully, praise, praise, um, praise God. Sorry, I'm reading, I, I, I saw another awesome, awesome comment and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that up, Diane. So he says, he didn't back off. He took our rights, broke them, then handed them back. Like a bully in the sandbox who sees your big brother coming. But our rights are broken. I mean, yeah, that is true. Our rights are destroyed. And um, when I say he backed off, I mean, he he put in this thing, crushed the the thing, and backed off. But he had to back off because he can't keep doing it. Because it's so bad. This guy still thinks he's going to be in power next round. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And he, w- and he will be. I don't know. I hope I hope not. I just, I just don't want to look at him being in charge anymore, honestly. But anyway. I think it's important to focus on the words that God has given us. And rejoice in what he's provided for us. And guys, I also think, I also think that this is going to be a shorter episode tonight. So after I look at this and read this, um, I'm going to end the live stream. And I think it's going to be a bit early now. Who knows? Maybe not. So. Um, I'm just going to check out some more comments here. So Phoebe again says, we cannot control what other people and countries do. We're called to get our own houses on order in order, hunker down and pray. Yeah. And Diane says, Oh, Diane says, then he thinks we should be grateful. We still have the mandates and the Nazi vax ports. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. He does think we should be grateful. Mm. But we don't have to be grateful to Justin Trudeau for, you know, we don't, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about how, what he thinks we should be because 
we have something better. We have something sure compared to him. We have something good compared to him. And um, I am just grateful that um, that I can still own this Bible in this country. And that I can still read it. And that there's still Bible-believing Christians everywhere in this country. And you know what? If they bring on the pain and the suffering, so be it. I'm ready. I mean, I'm not. But I think I am. I hope I am. You know? So anyway, guys. I am going to... Um, I'm going to read this. One more thing. Something interesting, if you guys want to look it up. Scott Kemp in the comments posted Ukrainian Christians singing today. Go check that out if you want. Let me know what you think. I didn't watch it. It's just in my comments on Facebook. So I'm going to read Psalm 93. From the LSB, so it says Yahweh instead of Lord. Starts like this. It is good to give thanks to Yahweh and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre, lyre, lyre. For you, O Yahweh, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. So. I would just point out that um, there's people that don't think you can use musical instruments in worship, and there you do. There you go. You have you have stringed instruments being used in in worship, right there. So, um, I will sing for the joy. At the works of your hands. Think about that. Let's focus on that. End of verse 4. Look around you. And like the psalmist. Is it David? It's just a psalm. Look at the psalmist. He looks around. And he praises God. He sings for joy because of all. The work of God's hands. I don't feel like that almost ever. But creation in of itself is amazing. You know, you hear the analogy that, well, you know, you're like a creator. Um, a sandwich. You can make a sandwich. You've created a sandwich. But you didn't create anything. One, you probably didn't make the bread. But two, you didn't even make the stuff that makes the bread. You had no, you had almost nothing to do with making the sandwich. God created all of those things that go into that. Um, God creates everything. You know, we look at beautiful pieces of art. Even looking at like an expensive musical instrument made of wood. And they're beautiful, they sound beautiful, all that. But humans could never make something beautiful like a grand piano without God first growing 
miraculously all those things out of the ground for us to use. So I'll go on. How great are your works, O Yahweh. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, and a fool does not understand this, that when the wicked flourished like grass, and all the workers of iniquity blossomed, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you are on high forever, O Yahweh, for behold your enemies, O Yahweh, for behold your enemies will perish all the workers of iniquity will be scattered. And so look, look, there is God will have vengeance on the evil or he will cause them to repent and save them of their sin. Those are the options, right? So there you go. That's it. It's really cool. God will, God will win the fight for us. God has already won. Jesus Christ is king of the universe. And when he decides to take his kingdom on earth, he will. And so don't worry about what these evil people are doing. Do not worry about what these evil people are doing. They, they are going to be ended. They are going to be destroyed or they will be caused to turn to Christ. And that is how it should be worded. God will turn who he wants to Christ. That's it. Jesus Christ is everything that you need to have peace. You don't need to worry if you get blown up from a missile strike and you are a Christian, you are going to heaven. Paul said to live as Christ, to die is gain in Philippians. And so have, have heart, take heart, have peace. But you need to be saved. And as always, I need to make sure that I tell you how to be saved. You must First, come to the conclusion that you are a wicked sinner, that you have sinned against God, you have hated him, you have done wrong, and you are his enemy. And if he wanted to, he could destroy you. Dwell on that. Let it break your heart. Let it break your heart. And then turn to his son to be forgiven. Believe that Jesus Christ paid for your sins on the cross. And that when you turn from your sin and believe on that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you will be saved. Christ took your place on the cross. It's called imputed righteousness. Jesus Christ puts his righteousness on you like a new pair of clothes. And now you wear that new pair of clothes in front of God and God lets you in to his feast, to his banquet hall, to his house with many dwelling places. That's what happens. 
It's the great exchange and it's amazing. And you should believe it. You have to believe it. And so with that, guys, you are loved. I love you guys. I'm going to end early tonight. Have a great night.